All right, we live, Mr. State. So we're gonna do a, a, a info, I guess, a intro-free podcast again. If you if you want to hear the the special music before we get started. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, but you know, without further ado, man, I know a lot of people wondering what the hell's going on with this tweet, man. So I guess that has to be explained. Because I mean, from from my perspective, you know, I see why people were, were commenting, but I just don't understand what's the you know why why are people going so hard about about this tweet. So you want, want me to read it? I read it. It says, it says, um, I woke up feeling not good about my team. You say, um, twenty twenty draft, Obi Toppin, twenty one draft, Quentin Grimes. If it was my team, it would have been Lamelo Ball, Scotty Bronze. You know, then you go. You didn't like the fact that your young core didn't show you special last night. And um, um, outside of RJ, they all look average. So I, I get what you were saying. So I, I wasn't upset about it. And I don't understand why people were going so crazy on that on that tweet. <laughs> it's, um, I don't know, man. I guess it's just I, I guess it's just me. I don't know, man. I'm starting to get it's starting to get to a point where I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and, and this picture and that character fits that tweet. That's the reason why I put him. <laughs> yeah, he got his fingers folded and stuff. That's that's just what you do, man. Just, your, your um your meat your your um gift game is is unmatched, man. Like, like the greatest of all time when it comes to memes and stuff. Not um, but okay. Like basically, my my real point of me posting that tweet was let's talk let's talk about last night's game, dog. I'm pretty sure you watched. Most of it, or you watched it, or you got to watch a replay of it. I'm pretty sure you got to watch, got a chance to watch it. And, um, Joe, yeah. mm-hmm. I was, I, if you want me to be straight up honest with you, I was not, yeah, impressed give it up. I, I was, I wasn't impressed at all, like at all. In, I, and what made me not impressed was. Randall's all right. All the scapegoats is gone, right? All the scapegoats is gone. We have no scapegoats. Happy New Year, Sherman. I know it's the first day over New Year's. I know you're like, how the hell is these guys talking next, man? That's what we do, man. Happy New Year's <laughs> to you too, Sherman. Salute you again. But um, damn, Sherman just threw, threw me all, all, all off the rails. But we're talking about the game last night. Yeah. So basically, you know, the game I'm watching it last night. I'm watching quickly. I'm watching Deuce McBride and I'm watching Grimes and I'm just, I'm watching these guys to see who can be a guy. That's what I'm looking, that's what I was looking for. Maybe it's just the first game, right? Dog? Maybe it's just one game and we need a, a larger sample size, but you got to take the ball by the horn. Obi did not look impressive yesterday. Now, like uh, uh, an excuse I could give him, why would you start Deuce McBride Obi Manu quickly and quickly and, and Obi has played together already, but then at the same time, you're like, who the hell is going to guard SGA? So I can understand why you start Deuce, but then that's stupid. So it's like, it, it's just constant stuff, bro. Like I, I, Yo, When I saw it, I don't understand why he didn't start Burks. I mean, because Burke just came off of starting. So you would think that Burks would be the first guy that he would use to, you know, at least to supplement the offense that um that Randall was given, you know? But after you have a after you had a large sample size of Burke starting and how horrible it was, how do you go back to it? 
It wasn't that horrible. I mean, Burks Burks can score. You we, you know we we know he could score. So I, I understand why you would choose the rookie that didn't play at all and give him his first start. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, you know when you, we, we should have went with the vet. I thought I was that shit crazy. Thibodeau was just taking that taking that title from me, huh? <laughs> Yo, he's he's fucking bugged out, man. Yo, shout out to Geraldine. Me and Geraldine be going back and forth in the chat. You know, doing the halftime of crunch time shows, man. I just, I just don't get it. I don't get what Tom Thibodeau was doing. It's almost amateurish how how he's running running the team. You know, so I mean, I watch other coaches too, even even guys that are coaching Houston and even the OKC coach, man. You know, these guys they have a method and they stick to their method and they do it do it, do what they need to do. But I mean, um, Tom Thibodeau, game to game, play to play, he don't know what the fuck is going on. You know, so you know, it, it just puts us at a disadvantage because because um when you when you make um you know takes like like how you make you get killed for it, but meanwhile we can, we can only go off of what's happening on the goddamn court. Yeah, that's true. That, that's true. And from what I watched last night, I'm like, so so, so either the Knicks have a talent issue, dog, and the people who really and and. Mind you, it's, it's way worse toxic Nick fans than me. Like, there's worse Nick fans than me that are, that are really toxic. And the people who look at the Knicks and say, this young core is trash, those people were kind of vindicated last night with that little small sample size that we had. Now, they weren't vindicated with the R.J. Barrett talk, and I know we're going we gonna to get to that in a few, but for the rest of the – for the rest of the – the roster, I'm like, I, I wasn't impressed. Mitchell Robinson, he's the same player from my, from his rookie year, bro. He's the same. Am I lying, die hard? No, nah, you're not lying, man. That that first game, yeah. that game that he played yesterday, just seemed like it reminded me of the first game he ever played. It wasn't nothing special, nothing different. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nothing different. He was running um, pick and roll same way that the time that um, excuse me, Fizdale had him running in that in that first game. It's the same thing. I don't see nothing special about his moves. Like um, people were breaking it down on Twitter. Like like this one dude, he had a, like a breakdown video where he was making it on his phone. He recorded it, you know, saying that we need to do more pick and roll stuff and all this other stuff. But I mean, my the point is that we lost by fifteen to one of the worst teams in the NBA. And then, then on top of that, it's not like it's like you like you're, you're talking about RJ making layups with his right hand. That's, that's what the guy was saying. I mean, but but what, is there anything different that you notice from the time first time you ever saw RJ in the Knicks uniform? And this, you know, it's, it's perspective like a mother. You know, you know, pe- people have their own thought process about stuff, and you know, they, they go on Twitter and they find who agrees with them, and then they gang up. That's what happened with you, with you, I think, with that tweet. You know, so I, I think you're talking about Ethan's tweet. Shout out to Ethan, and I yeah, think Ethan, it was the kid Ethan, with, and he was discussing. Um, why can't RJ be the primary offense initiator? And yeah. I, I agree with Ethan, but I do agree with you too from this pers- perspective, right? Yeah, RJ Barrett is literally the same guy he was last season and this season. Yeah. What has he shown me different this season from last season? He's doubling down on what he does best, and the Knicks are not using his best abilities in the offense. That that's what I'm saying. And it's okay if RJ Barrett is an old school. Um, he's old school. It's okay. You could be great at what you do. It's okay. RJ is great at what he does. The difference between RJ and Mitch, RJ is able to put it on the floor, and he's a perimeter player. Whereas Mitch has to 
rely on point guard play. So I, I'm like, I'm not mad at what you said. I, I agree with it, but then I disagree with it because how much can RJ really show when the ball is always in Randall's hands? And this is literally the first time. Like, I, I, yo, yo, dial, this is literally the first time in three years, probably where, where Randall has sat out a game and our, the offense went straight through RJ. Hey, what's up? What's up, oh, Mr. Senior? Senior, sir, how you doing, brother? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, it, it, it still comes down to coaching, man, because, you know, why why can't um, we run stuff through, through um, RJ Barrett? Why can't we? Why do we have to constantly, um, you know, pressure Julius Randle to do so much? He got to bring the ball up, set up his own post position. We say it every single podcast. So it, it doesn't make sense. We, we have the talent on the roster. You know, Kemba Walker, we don't run no sets through him either. Uh, freaking uh, Fournier is just, like, completely lost. He has no confidence. You know, a guy that this this uh, NBA veteran, and all of a sudden he becomes a Nick. He has no confidence because we don't run no sets for him. No. <laughs> you know, we don't run no sets for nobody. Mitchell Robinson goes to um, Instagram Instagram on his stories, and he wants to talk about that he's just out there running cardio and stuff like that. Yeah, but it's true. Like, let, let's run some pick and roll for Mitch Robinson. Like, we, we have so much room to do all of this stuff in the offense, and we can keep it. We can keep it funky every night. But um, every single every single play, every single game, we, we're running the same sets, and nobody wants to change it. You know, I, I don't get it. We have the talent. We have talent on the roster that we could take advantage of. And then. It's- you know, you, you got stuff like RJ runs as the pick and roll initiator third of about, well, just about 14% of the time of the team's total pick and roll possessions, which is third most on the team. And right below him is Evan Fournier, which is almost 13% as well. That hard. RJ should be in the, am I asking for too much? Should he just be in the 20th percentile? Should it be up to 20%? Should it be up to 30%? If you know, it, when you're a good coach and you know your talent, you try to put them in the best situation possible to succeed. I'm gonna ask you a question, y'all, that I asked on Twitter. Have you ever seen a RJ and Randall pick and roll? No, <laughs> no. And that should be a fixture. You know what I'm saying? That should be a fixture in the offense. I, I don't get it. These are the two um, um, re, um, returning leading scorers from, from um, last year. You know, uh, what, 20-something points a game and 17 points a game? And then this year we don't run no two-man game with them? It, 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 it doesn't make any sense at all. It doesn't make any sense. And Evan Fournier, he, so this is why I'm disappointed Evan Fournier died. I'm disappointed in Leon Rose too. We got to start bringing him the heat. I'm about to start bringing him the heat too. Um, Evan Fournier has been really terrible this season. He's been so bad that why did we sign him in the first place? Now, 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 now think about it. If you it, it, you 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 drafted Grimes, who has this similar player profile as an Emma Fournier, as an Alec Burks, who could play in a similar role. Granted, he's a rookie. I'm not, I wasn't going to mention Emma um, Grimes' start because one of his starts, he was completely pathetic. But Grimes is a rookie, so I can let him slide. But why, dog? I mean, why? I just, I just don't get it. I don't get it either, man. 
I just I don't I just don't get it. That it's it's like the um it's a, it's a mystery. It's a mystery. But you know I, I want to see what what Sherman is saying here. This guy he, he's saying that um uh no no this is the other one. They see he was talking about IQ. IQ missed Mitch five times in the pick and roll. RJ missed Mitch twice. You know I mean you know the, it's, the misses are happening across the board. You, yes. You're talking about yeah you're talking about Fournier. How much how much opportunities does Fournier have to score? He's been open so much. He drives to down the lane and then he turns around and kicks it back out. He passes up shots and he should be the third option on this on this team. He should be a third the third option and he's passing shots up. You know um you, um you want to blame quickly for not passing? Okay that that could that could be um true, but um quickly needs to get that shot. You know he needs to get action run for him too if he's out there. You know, it's it's a, it's just all across the bar. RJ RJ misses Mitch twice, but um you can you can in that same um clip that Ethan was playing, Ethan was was cooking with Mitch for a little while. You know, um, you basically fed him all of his points uh, from um, from yesterday. You know, so you know pe- people could could think and remember what they what they want to. Video says another thing, and just day in and day out of watching the same stuff over and over and over again, it just drives us crazy, man. You know, um. You know, uh, Geraldine said in the chat, she was like, um, you know, just kind of like, I forgot what she said. She said, um, better days are coming. You know, a lot of people on that on that thing, too. My pops is like, was saying last night, the guys need to play hard and this, that, and the other. It's not all about coaching. But it's like, yo, it's like almost like beating a, a dead horse every single night with, with, with this crew. You know, we, we should be way better than, than we are now. I shouldn't have to tell. I shouldn't have to tell dudes like Evan Fournier and Randall to play harder. They don't, I, I shouldn't have to, t- I should be telling the kids to play harder. I should never have to tell, when, say to myself, oh, you know, these guys don't play hard. And the, the biggest, one of the biggest things that I seen last night, they, this was another first time in about two, three years. It's the first time I've watched the Nick game. I seen ball movement throughout the whole game, dog. Whole game, the ball was moving. The ball was moving. RJ looked good. The paint was open. They was playing faster. The floor was more spread. And, okay, we only scored 80 points. We was 8 for 41 from 3. And OKC, the worst three-point shooting team in the league, got hot for a game. It's an aberration. So I can't, like, I could take the good with the bad. But at the same time, the bad was glaring to me to the, to the point where I had to shoot that tweet out. Because you give me Quentin Grimes, and yeah, you give me Quentin Grimes. I'll give you a good, good example. You give me Quentin Grimes, and Franz Wagner, the eighth pick in this year's draft, has a higher career point scoring total than RJ Barrett. I don't know what to say, man. I've been, I've been, you know, I've been, I, you know, I'm, I'm a, I love RJ. Yeah, everybody loves RJ. Everybody wants him to succeed. But I mean, I've been saying it all, all year. I mean, me and you had a big argument about it too. When, um, when he had the five game, um, streak when he was like over twenty points a game. Me, me you were mm-hmm. kind of arguing, arguing about it then. But I mean, mm-hmm. it, it just changes from day, from game to game, play to play. You know, the, what, what these guys can do. It, it, it just is mind boggling. You know, you know, you know, it's mind-boggling too. You said eight for forty-one. That killed me too, man. If we, if we would have made, if we would have made, um, at least at the same amount of three pointers that they made, eighteen. If we made ten more, at thirty points, right? Thirty, thirty, um, at um, is that that's what it is? At thirty points mm-hmm. to our our total, we we would um we would have beat them by by what um, we we would have beat them by by five at least. See, 
And that's just today's NBA. That's that's just today's NBA. And and what another thing that I noticed from the game, let's put the bag, the whole we can't run the offense through RJ. Stuff. I, I want to put it to that. You seen it last night with his handle as a three-year-old kid. But <laughs> what I, I I just maybe it's the coach down because this offense is still trash it is not creative at all nah man you know, just um look looking at okc okc I, I'm, I'm mad at that the coach in that organization because they have a lot of young guys but at the same time they, they're not so bad that they that they have to keep um taking guys out the rotation they take guys out the rotation for no reason um they they bench certain guys for no reason just to give other young guys more time there's no way to run an organization man it's not fair for these guys like like dort um you know uh wiggins you got robies in and out of the lineup uh this guy um jerome uh, is Poku all these different guys? They they deserve to get twenty something minutes a game. You yeah. you have to you have to make a stand with some of these guys. Mald um Maldalon Maldadon whatever the point guard, um he was getting DMPs for no reason because he would play well. He was playing well. All these guys had had points in the season where they were playing pretty good. Um a guy like um, Derek Favors needs to be on another team. It's like come on man, like wh- like what are they doing there? They they're, they're kind of like wasting the, wasting their their youth there. So I I, I don't want to you know like if I if I could compare the Knicks and them, I don't want to be like them. But at the same time, their, their coaching staff, the way the way that they run the offense, I, I was complimenting the way that they had spacing. They would just had great spacing all night yes. uh, against us, you know. So so even though they didn't have the, the same talent, they just had mm-hmm. they just had room to move out there, and they was able to to get free just basic uh, moving the basketball. And the, the Knicks don't have that. The Knicks just don't have that. They didn't have it all night. So I don't want to point the finger that hard. I think the issue with the starter spacing is it falls right on Mitchell Robinson, Julius Randle. What I watched last night, when Mitch was off the floor, when he was off the floor, the paint was wild open for RJ Barrett. It, it, it was wild. I've never seen RJ Barrett have that much space driving to the paint, driving to the basket. And then another thing too that I, I gotta bring up here. Mitch Stones, he sets horrible screens though. Yo, he don't even touch the dude, man. Oh my god. He he, he comes and sets the pick and then he just walks away. Doesn't even touch the guy. I don't get it. You know, it's it's bugged out. But you know, you know, like like um I I'm I'm against RJ Barrett run, um having the offense run through him specifically. You know, I mean you had debates about it too. But yo, it does he does he can make great decisions. But the, the point is though, when he does make those make those plays, um, usually Julius Randle is standing right next to him, close enough to lick him. You know, it's like he can smell his breath. That's how close he is to him. Because the spacing is so bad. So I mean, if RJ gets the ball, it should be like, okay, RJ got the ball. We're running this set. Let me get into my spots. Get out the way. Let RJ do his thing. You know, and then like like Julius Randle could take the playoff, go hang out by the three point line, and let him get three point shots because he's a great three point shooter, decent three point shooter. So let him let him get off, you know. So get a little break, and then then after RJ after that goes, then then we can go back to to Julius Randle pound, pounding it um into the ground. You know, we, we could just mix it up. There's so many, there's so much freedom that we should be having in this, in this offense because uh, like if, if Kemba got it going, let Kemba rock. You know, what I'm saying let Julius Randle stay in the corner. Let 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 um RJ play off him. You know, let let's get um Mitchell Robinson loose. Let let's run some some um pick and rolls for um for Fournier. You know, let's get RJ doing his thing too. We can mix it up so much. Like I just don't, I just don't understand why why we just not doing that, man. Yeah, like I don't, I don't understand either. Keep going. 
Well, my, my, my pops brings up the, the D League. Bring the um bring the Knicks D League team up. You know the Knicks, you know, and the Knicks team down for a few games. So he, he wants to switch rosters. <laughs> but you know, you know that's funny, man. But I mean, let, I, who's coaching our, our G League team? You know, I, I would like to have him come up and let, let's see what he can do. Let's let's um let's demote Tom Thibodeau to the G League and, and bring up the G League coach. Can we do that? Is that is that a thing? Man, I I don't know, man. They the Knicks got to get it together. And then another thing I seen too, and I really dislike this, and this is why I don't like I don't like thirties fans. I don't I don't like number thirties fans. I don't like them at all. They make they make Twitter unenjoyable. When I come on Twitter and I see tweets like the Knicks lost by I'm not even going to name name this person, but the Knicks lost by 15 without Julius Randle. Some of y'all are without your favorite scapegoat. So what? So now what? You're right about that, but yeah. then you're dead wrong. You're dead wrong because it makes it seem like you kind of wanted the Knicks to lose just so you could prove a point. I hate that. I hate those fans. But everybody's guilty of that, though, man. Guys, guys that um that are on the side of Julius, guys on the side of RJ, got there's guys that, that that are on the side of RJ. They say the same thing. They say your RJ scored twenty six points. Yeah, but they, they forget the whole fact that we lost by fifteen, though. You know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not like not like that. He he got twenty six and we won. You know, we lost by fifteen, so it didn't work. It didn't work either. You know, so you know, Mitchell Robinson, there's Mitchell Robinson fans out there. There's, you know, everybody out there got their thing. You know, the the worst was Frank Nilakina. I got to bring him up every episode. The absolute worst is Frank Nilakina. You know, even to this day, he don't even play for the Knicks no more. People got to got to mention, yo, he had he had one point last night. Did you see that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Great defense. You know, it's that that's that's what's not fun about this whole internet thing. You know, and just fans and stuff. That's that's what's not really fun about so, it. So I try to. I try to do it. To, I do it too, but now I'm cutting down on it a lot because I don't want to make it seem like I want the I want the Knicks to lose or win just so my narrative could be true. That's what really annoyed me about earlier, dog, the most because you people act like I want them to lose on purpose. When you when I watched that game yesterday, it looked like the Knicks had a talent problem. It really do, and that and if RJ is our best prospect, okay, cool. He's the he's the number three overall pick. But did you not see the talent around him yesterday? And did you not question that a, a, just a little bit, a smudge? And then I, I bring up twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one drafts for a reason. Dog, let's talk about Obi Top real quick. Okay, tell me how you feel about Obi. You know. You know, I, I'm very hard on him because I see the potential. I, I think that um, his work ethic is 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 great. You know, I, I feel like that he really cares. He loves. I think he loves basketball. So, so that that's something that translates with the way that he plays. So, so you know, if if I'm if I'm um, critiquing him, it's because of the love thing. You know, because I know he's gonna get there. So, you know, I, I'm watching him play, man. Yesterday, you know, it's it's like it's hard to to give give takes because it, it just it's just the same. Um, cycle. Did, did we did we run enough um, offense through Obi Toppin? He was starting. You know, did, did we even attempt to do a pick and roll with him when when he was out there? You know, did we even attempt to get him to um, cut to the basket or anything? Even with RJ there, we run in the office to RJ. Okay, that's fine and dandy. But did did we even try to get um, Obi Toppin in, involved to to let him even um, touch the rim a little bit? You know, n- not at all. You know, 
OB Toppin had four shot attempts starting. How? How does that happen? Yo, I I was trying. So why would you start Deuce McBride over quickly, knowing that quickly and OB has played? Holy shucks, man. That's one. Two, besides that part, this goes back to the 2020 draft. You have Cole Anthony, you have Tyrese Halliburton so just sitting there. You got these fake rumors, even if they fake, even if they fake, you have fake rumors that the Knicks can move up to get the number two overall pick. Mitch, eighth pick, uh, t- uh, 21st pick, another couple more picks, however the case may be. You had a chance to get your starting point guard. You didn't go that route. You had me watching Alfred Payton for two straight years. So we get we get what we deserve, dog. Yeah, absolutely. We get, we get what we deserve, man. Yo, a shout out to Rafael LSDS. He he was um you know, he was saying that the OKC coach was out with health and safety protocol. So that makes it worse. <laughs> Doesn't it make it worse? So their head coach wasn't even there. It was the, it was their substitution coach that was out there out coaching Tom Thibodeau. Doesn't that make the the situation even worse? That to me that compounds it. You know the, how how do you get out coached by by the uh, by the the substitute coach? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so, to and and to like just staying with over topping like. You got Cole Anthony, you got Halliburton, could have had your star point guard, but you choose Julius Randle's backup. What value is in that, dog? What, what, what is the value in that? And even if, let's say, even if you wanted to, tr- even if you wanted to trade Randle, you confident that, oh, we could really start at power forward full time and give us production on I don't need it I don't need it to be Julius Randle production at all but do you think he could give us great production from that spot I kind of don't know because he kind of still can't post people up yeah that is bad and I had a dude tell me today Obi Toppin needs development development where (laughs) where where do the man need dude. development? Do LaMelo yeah. need development? Where? Yo, uh, that, that development argument is so tired, man, because it's either you can play or you can't. You know, like like we, we've drafted bad. We drafted Knox, we drafted um Frank, we drafted a couple of guys throughout the years. You know, so, some guys made it, some guys didn't, but but just because they don't make it, is it because the Knicks didn't develop them right? Or if any any player that's drafted in the history of the NBA, if they don't if they don't pan out, is it because that particular team did not de- did not develop them properly? No. It's either you could play or you can't. Some 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 players can develop whatever, but they still had the basic skill set. Like Paul George could jump out the gym. He wasn't coached to jump out the gym. You know, no. he still he still was able to do whatever, but he was able to get better on his own and whatever, develop his thing. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, um, you mentioned him a, a couple podcasts back. Um, when he first came to the league, he didn't have that handle. You know no, what I'm saying? So he, so he, he developed that handle, but he still was um, quick. You know, he still had the, the quickness, whatever. You know, so, I mean, you, you can't you can't teach, um, you know, guys something if they just can't. So some people in their mind, they just don't have it in their mind. Not everybody is, is built for this, you know? So I so I don't I don't I don't know. And it's like 
after you draft the dude, you go you go into the very next season, right? And Obi's first season, half of his season, he looked unplayable. Then you go into the very next season, you get the fourth seed, and you draft Quentin Grimes with your first round draft pick. Grimes can't even put it on the floor right now. He can't even put the ball on the floor right now. So this is this is kind of this. What is going on here? I, I don't like what transpired the last two years. You could have had high. All I'm saying about the last two years before the season, because this was the season I wanted to win, was after you draft RJ, you're supposed to go all in on the 20, 2020 and 2021 drafts. That's my that and get some blue chippers. You could trade those guys for for a superstar, or you could grow those guys. Even if RJ wasn't Batman, you could still grow with RJ Barrett, and then you'll probably have well, basically, who I want is Scotty Barnes, and you could probably have Scotty Barnes as the prize possession. But you know, yeah, you know. So I just want to put the tweet up because we we um we opened up the podcast talking about it. But for those that are just popping in now to see what we're saying, th- this is the tweet that um that you know you're referring to with the Scotty Barnes thing. You know, um, the reason why you said Scotty Barnes, it, it wasn't because like, oh, I would I would have drafted him at the twenty first pick. You know, what I'm saying that you know that's that's why I don't no, get man. Let, let me walk again. Oh, thank God. That's why I love Dog. Yeah, I mean, I, I I got what what um what State was saying. He wasn't saying that oh we should have drafted Scotty Barnes at the twenty first pick where we had it. It's like come on, man. He like you know um State was saying that that the Knicks should have should have probably tanked instead of making the playoffs. That that we we could be in position to uh, to draft Scotty Barnes higher in the draft. That, that, that's that's where I get from it. So, I mean, me, me and Stan talked about that plenty of times, you know, since me and him been doing this podcast um, together. Um, I, I didn't agree with him a couple times. You know, sometimes I agree with him. Today, I kind of I kind of agree with that. You know, hindsight is always 2020, though. But like like today, like let's, let's say if the Knicks did do that, if we didn't make the playoffs, just um, just skip the playoffs one one season, you know, just just so we can get that kid. So I I mean I feel like if we did do that, that might have been a good good decision because then then this year we probably would have made the playoffs. You know, this year would have been it would, we would have been more solid rather than make the playoffs last year. We um you know everything is good, and then now we have an, a um a fallback year. You know, so I, I kind of agree with you. If like if if we would have um tanked last year and didn't make the playoffs, get Scotty Barnes or whatever you whatever you say, you know, with a higher draft pick, not with the twenty first pick, but like you know a, a lottery pick, you know whatever um Scotty Barnes was drafted. If he was in that spot and took Scotty Barnes, then this year. We, we would probably make the playoffs and then the following season we wouldn't have a letdown it would just be progressing so I, I get I get what you what you're trying to say with that you know so I you know you know I, I'm trying I'm trying not to get not to get um you know banned by by YouTube you know what I'm saying with with my language and my pops is watching so I can't say certain things you know you know what I'm saying but but you know that this this gotta be some kind of like like animal magnetism or something that or, or like um you know something something that the people are attracted to the state. He posted he posts things and, and people go off their thing and they, they they keep romanticizing all this this engagement with, with with state about about his takes. Come on, man. You know let's let's have some common sense with with, with, with stuff. Everything is just not always like some kind of drama shit. You know state state is probably one of the smartest dudes out here. You know, straight, straight up and down, and, and and I think that's the reason why, like, 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 um, people like like to um troll him like that. You know, you know that that is what it is to me. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, dude, gonna say, well, you remember the 2003 draft? You remember who who the Knicks drafted in 2003? Was it Mike Sweetney? It might have been Sweetney, yeah. Mike o- Othello, Harrington, or whatever. 
Because that was a LeBron draft, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I think it was Sweetney. Do you remember what the Knicks tried to do that day, that year? I don't I don't know if I want to re revisit that shit, man. The Knicks wanted to win that year. And you got a super chat, bro. Yeah, I just peeped that just now. I think that's um it's one of our guys, you know. I gotta scroll down. Jesus Christ. Hey, what's up? What's up, Parrish? Mr. Parrish, yeah, what's up, Parrish? Uh, he says, um, do you know how ridiculous you sound bro? so Grimes can't pull the um put the ball on the floor, uh five games played, stop. Uh, you think Scotty Brown's um can, can deal with that? Yeah, I don't know, State. Let, let's separate the two, Mr. Paris. You know why? Scotty Barnes and Quinn Grimes could be teammates on the Knicks right now. Facts. <laughs> what are we talking about here? What are we talking about here? Yeah, they, they could be teammates, bro. You guys, y'all got what y'all wanted. Y'all wanted the playoffs. You got smoked by the Hawks, and you got gifted. 78 million with Evan Fournier. That's what y'all want. That's what y'all got. So I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what else can you say to me. Like, and, and then the only reason why Grimes is really playing, because dudes is on COVID protocol. It's not like Tibbs wanted to play him. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, you know, I, I really don't know, man. I feel I feel like um, you know, Tom Thibodeau needs to come on this podcast and just let's let's talk, man, or somebody. You know, just, just get, give me an explanation of, of why things are going on the way that they're going. That's all, man. Like, Grimes could put the ball on the floor, but I've seen Scotty Barnes go coast to coast and jam on everybody. <laughs> I've seen Jonathan Kaminga go off the dribble and jam it on everybody. I wanted a wing. I wanted a wing. Yo, the, the way Scotty Barnes is playing now, Scotty Barnes could be playing the um the RJ role that, that Tom Thibodeau wants RJ to play, and then RJ could be in that shooting guard spot. And then then you don't have to sign um Fournier. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Then you don't gotta sign Fournier. We, we could um spend that money on something else. The Knicks are so damn funny. The Knicks are the Knicks are have Scotty Barnes coming off the bench for Evan Fournier, man. That, that that's how trash this thing. We, I, and I can't even definitely say that it wouldn't happen. Example. Dude oh said the Knicks should have drafted Garland over RJ Barrett. Garland ass would have been parked on that bench for Alfred Payton. Y'all gotta stop that garbage. <laughs> stop <laughs> that garbage. Yo, not for nothing. Scotty Barnes would have been in the G League, man. He would have been in the in the damn G League, bro. Yo, the way the way that the way that this 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 roster's been going, how we've been handling things. So, so I mean, your your state, like like you you said, um, Leon Rose, right? Leon Rose is definitely on a hot seat, man. You know, so you know they they have yet to make like like a big splash, like a um, you know every you know the heat is on Julius Randle. He's taking it. He's taking the heat. You know, everybody knows that. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, Tom Thibodeau right now is getting a lot of heat from uh, from us us um us out here too. You know, what I'm saying so everybody, you know, Nick picking on certain other people too. But Leon Rose has yet to make a splash. He has yet to trade any, anybody significant. You know, and that type of thing. Uh, so he, he really is on a hot seat, man. So, you know, a lot of people are asking for trades, man. We, we talk about trades now and then. So what, what, do, you, what do you think? Who do you think should be out of here, man? Or, or what do you think the Knicks should do? Or Leon should do? I, I don't know, bro. Yeah, after last night's game, what I've seen from that young call, I, I, because on one hand, you want to, you like, on one hand, you want to improve the team, right? So, you know, I, I wouldn't mind. Look, look, 
I love these guys on my roster, but it's always about the front of the jerseys, never about the back of the jersey. So I yeah. would absolutely trade these kids f- for help. But why? 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 So we could get smoked by the Bucks. Giannis ain't going nowhere. Yeah. So and, and it takes Holy shit. It, it, it takes years to get this shit right, man. So I I I, I don't know, man. Y'all say Scotty Barnes, man. We could have got Franz Wagner. We could have got Kaminga. We could have got Suggs. We could have got any one of those guys. It's not about just Scotty Barnes. Any one of those guys. I rather I tell you now. I'd rather have Kaminga, Jalen Green, Scotty Barnes, and any one of those guys than Evan Fournier and Alec Burks on my roster right now. Yeah, it's a fact of life. Yo, I, I feel like a stripper, man. Uh, Paris Duggar just threw another five dollars at us, man. Now I feel like I feel like I need to take him in the back room and give him a, pri- a private dance now. So what, what's he saying here? Uh, I think this might be it. Might be. Oh my god. Yeah, I get it. People still take stock into that almighty bull scene. When will they learn? The whole team has regressed. The whole team shoots worse than last season. Why don't you just understand and accept that was an aberration? Not for nothing, man. When when we were losing, um, you know, like Nick fans were still watching. We was we was making podcasts like I mean, I'm gonna talk about every day just about and people were watching. During that time, you know, you know, what I'm saying we were losing like, like of, you know, the, the, this I'm talking about um the the what's the name era, the Fizdale era, you know, that was a horrible season, man, and and people were watching more than they're watching now. I listened to an old podcast with me and you during the Fizdale era. This podcast <laughs> that we had together, it was an audio pod, yeah, and I think it was after the Cleveland game and. You know, Steve Mills and, and um, Scott Perry did the infamous, uh, 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 you know, the, the 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 speech about you know we're not we're not we 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 weren't supposed to be like this in the first in game and uh, this that and the third and yeah, with his face like look like this and shit, <laughs> looking crazy, looking did crazy. You, yeah, you remember I was defending Fizdale. I was yeah, on man. Twitter defending Fizdale during that. Defending him. So how could people be like, yo, you just got an agenda and then y'all got narratives and, and this, that, and third. And what else you want me to do? What else? You you gotta call it like you see it. You know what I'm saying. At, at the time, if something's happening and you don't agree or you you do agree or whatever, you feel strong. You gotta call it like you see it because that's all we got to to go by. We're not going by wins and losses and this that and the other. You could go by with whatever's happening. So, you know, um, you know, bad coaching, bad um, player on development, uh, bad trades, bad signings, and all this other stuff. This is what they put in our place. So we gotta we gotta um, react to it. That, that that's what this whole thing is all about. So. You know, like bad takes from back in the back, you know, from during that time. You know, I, I guess you just got you just got to deal with it. You just got to deal with the stuff that we that we say because I mean, they put it on our plate. What, what can you do? We look, we look crazy one day, look look good the next day. You know, it, it all depends on what's happening right now. The whole goddamn team is inconsistent. The team goes as far as your best players go. Yeah, who's the Knicks' best players besides Derrick Rose? Get, get get better, Derrick Rose. But who are the Knicks' best best two players? Well, it was Randall and RJ, right? 
Yeah. Both of them two MFs is inconsistent as they can be. So why yeah. do you think the team is inconsistent? Yeah. You know, like, like, um, you know, everybody wants, you know, let's say RJ Barrett, you know, the, the way that he played yesterday, I wish we would see more of it. But at the same time, he does get opportunities driving to the basket and stuff. He misses a lot of these layups and a lot of points in the paint and stuff. He misses wide open threes. You know, he's like very like um inconsistent. He's he's actually like like almost like John Starks in a way because John Starks would be hot and the next minute he'd be ice cold. You know, so you know not to compare him to John Starks, but just in the same way that he's like a flamethrower. He's like he can either, he could be hot one second and bad, really really bad the next. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what I'm saying. So, I mean, you know, it, it is what it is, man. Guys, guys, um, have to um capitalize on opportunities that they get. So, I mean, if R.J. Barrett is is um is making these layups, you know, throughout the year and th- things of that nature, then it opens it up for for Julius Randle to have a little less pressure on him. And um, when Fournier, you know, is like um like trying to crack the backboard with his jump shots and stuff, you know, if he if he was making those shots, then then make, then it would it would make everyone else. It would take the pressure off everybody else. Yeah, you get man. what I'm saying. Yes, and and I know I know we begin on the players. Low key a stat that I seen. You know Julius Randle. I think the Knicks missed the most wide open three pointers in the league. Yeah, and yo they they do be nice with Randle be doming cats, doming them, doming them, throwing out the domino, domino. They clinking everything, and then that reverts to Randle being like, you know what? I'm going ISO random mode, man. These dudes is playing. Let me let me take the ball by the horn. But that's another thing I need from RJ. RJ's mad assertive. And I was talking to Josh yesterday. Shout out to Josh. Um, but nothing but Knicks. Well, I was talking to Josh yesterday. And he was telling me, like, yo, RJ's assertive. And I, I was thinking, I'm like, yo, Josh, you so damn right. You know that video the other day of RJ cursing that fan now? Like, you watching, you watching me, right? The first time I ever seen him be angry. First time. I need more nastiness. This is New York. Saying OKC, we shake and be smiling everywhere. No, I need you with a beard or something. Crunchy hair, your hairline messed up. I need, I need that back. That's what I need back. Yeah, definitely, so, man. Oh, OG, get oh nah, OG getting on me. You gotta show that switch. <laughs> yeah, he's going at you, man. Yo, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, <laughs> All right, so he said he's fifty nine. You fifty nine, man. Is that is that your picture there, or is that like your that's son's probably picture? His son. Yeah, that's probably his son. Um, yeah. You got to recognize the Knicks don't win the lottery. We got a real good, good young group with the picks on the way. Stop being so short sighted. I'm one of the main defenders of the Knicks young core on Twitter. <laughs> Do you know who you talking to, brother? <laughs> I, I said I wouldn't trade RJ for God. And he talking about stop talking about the Knicks. <laughs> What is he talking about? What is he talking about? So I should be the one who can excuse my shit. I'm I could be the one who can shit on my kids whenever I want. I, I think I I've earned that right. So if I've seen the young core look like buddy booty cheeks yesterday, they look trash. They look trash. Just keep yeah. running. That's yeah. all. State being short sighted, I think that's like so far uh, from the um, from the truth, man. I mean, I've been trying to look three, four years ahead down the line. That's how that and the Knicks yo, forced me to operate like that. What, what's some of your uh, like your famous quotes? What do you say? Like, um, what's it? Two years away from being two years away? Yo, they two years away from being two years away, dog. That's how I feel about this team. Almighty fourth seed, man. 
<laughs> yeah, you know, short side. You talking about short side of this? You know, he, he's been he's been preaching. Um, you know, built through the kids for forever. I think I think um, you know, play the kids is it, you should you should freaking copyright that man. Should. People should pay you royalties for that because I think I, I think you freaking coined that phrase, man. Because because this is this is garbage, man. This is this is garbage, and it's not even it. It's it's, it's tough because what scares me the most, dog, and I always say this to you, dog. I don't want to be in the middle of the road team. That is the worst. Oh, what's up, brother B- BKF? What's up, brother? Yeah, I had to, I had to give him love, man. He's, he's showing love to the to the pot. What's up? Appreciate you, you man. Say happy New Year. Happy, uh, aka Happy 2022. Let's get up. Uh, get, get the, the likes, likes up. up for a better year because we made this every stream great. Happy New Year. Yeah, well, I appreciate you too. Sorry, I'm still a little out of it from yesterday i can't i i don't even know how i'm awake right now dog i guess when you get older your body gets stronger <laughs> if i was 21 <laughs> i'd have called out of work <laughs> nah man if i if i was 21 i i don't think i i don't think i would have slept since um thursday <laughs> <laughs> That's the, that's how I was living when I was twenty one. I, mean, I was fucking like burning candle both ends back then. Like last, last night, yo, last night I didn't do nothing. I was I had my kids and stuff. I, I yelled at my kids, you know, put them to bed early. You know what I'm saying? Then I'm up with my wife and stuff. You know, I did the, the Knicks podcast and whatever. We was drinking coquito. You know what I'm saying? Then I'm sitting on on the on the couch like, damn, my freaking body is killing me. You know? And then I woke. You know what? I, I think I woke up today. Like like um like ten thirty or something like that, and I didn't do nothing yesterday, you know. So you know it it, it is what it is, man. Yeah, man. That's what you know. You get older. I knew. I knew. I... Last so last night, me and my friends, we we all we drinking this stuff. Everybody having fun. So I buy a we we go fifty fifty. We buy two big Ciroc's. They're big as hell, dog. <laughs> we drinking everything. Yo, dog, I swear to God, I went to sleep with my phone on my chest like this, dog. <laughs> I, got, I got up this morning. I was like, oh, man, I know. But, and I got up like not like eight, nine in the morning. And I had to eat some food. I was like, man, I might as well just stay up for the day. So I don't even know how I'm awake right now. I'm dead tired. I know I am. But I ain't going to sleep. Yeah, I miss those days, man. Like when I, when I was younger, I, you know, I don't think I would have have even seen my place. You know, I would have been sleeping in various people's houses or whatever, been to work back and forth, and still haven't been home yet. You know, that, that, that's that's the vibe I would I would have been on, man. You know, I, I don't I don't miss those days at all because it's a lot of wasted time to me and a lot of wasted money and all that stuff too. Hmm. You know, but I mean, you get the memories, you have fun and stuff. So I think that's the most important thing: good memories and stuff. Yeah, man, definitely good memories. Well, anything to get this. This this ridiculous Knicks team off my mind because obviously I woke up with the Knicks on my mind. I just, oh my Jesus Christ! And thank you, Hack Brizo. Please share this. Thank. This is exactly my issue with the Knicks right now. It's exactly what. It, but I do. I, I disagree with the last part. He says Knicks failed to add ta- great talent around their number three overall pick and back to back years. I agree with that, but I disagree with that. I think we've had okay drafts. I think we had B, B level drafts, right? Yeah. Could have had Holly and RJ, and we could have gotten been in the lotto, lotto again, and could have got Mobley or, or Barnes. 
and Leon Rose is just selling tickets. I disagree with the Leon Rose is selling tickets part. I disagree with that. Yeah, I disagree with that too. Yeah, I, I strongly disagree with that. He, he Leon Rose was Carmelo Anthony's agent back then, just for the youngins who's watching. So he knows what it's like to trade all your goddamn draft picks and players for a guy and then decimate your roster. So we'll see. I disagree with the Leon selling tickets a lot, for sure. Yeah. You know, when it comes to selling tickets, you know, that, that whole conversation has got to be dead with us, man. Because, I mean, we're, we're like the most uh, wealthy franchise. You know, mm -hmm. so we, we're going to get money regardless if you want to talk about organization and stuff. And if you ever been to a Knicks game, it's always packed, man. You know, it's always sold out in, in, that, in that arena. You got corporate seats in there. You got corporate uh, box seats. All kind of parties and, and Knicks get-togethers are there, uh, going on there. You know you know what I'm saying? A lot of season ticket holders out, out there. So, you know, the Knicks going to get their money regardless, you know. So, it, you know, when it comes to selling tickets or, or putting somebody on the marquee, I think that's really, really it, putting somebody on, on the marquee. Um, James Dolan was really into that. He, he wanted to have, yeah. like, Melo. He wanted to have, you know, somebody to put on the marquee. But I think those days are over, you know, um, with, with the, you know, just by, you know, James Dolan sitting back and letting the guys do what they do. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you know that type of thing. I, I, that's one thing, too. I hope he never, never bring up Dolan again. Because, um, you know, when, when we start losing, people start talking about Dolan. Like, they want him to get involved, you know, or or whatever, you know. So, it's just crazy sometimes. Yo, this might sound crazy. Yo, Dolan might low-key be one of the best sports owners. And in, 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 he might be the one of the best sports owners in all of sports. I agree with that. And, you know, shout out to Okafulio. I, I don't know if Okafulio would agree with that. <laughs> you, you know what? Well, well, he's younger than me. So, Uncle Fulio, let me tell you something. <laughs> Leon Rose, I mean, Leon Rose, James Dolan has hired the most minorities I've ever seen in sports across the board, any sport, pick it. MLB, hockey, don't even get me started. I mean, we ain't even going to talk about it. football. We know how football is. I'm not, so, any sport, yeah, is the most minorities. You got a team like, I'm going to give you a good example. You got a team like the New York Giants, dog. I'm a fan of the Giants, and I'm a fan of the Knicks. The New York Giants will never, ever in my lifetime, I'll be in the grave before this happens, let a black quarterback lead that franchise. Oh, black anything. <laughs> <laughs> and and no, no level, no level of, of their organization. You, so, you already know that already. So I, don't, I, I, I get mad when people say Dolan's a bad owner. I, I, Dolan is absolved from everything right now. I don't even want to hear about Dolan. I want to hear about Tibbs, Leon Rose, World Wide West, because World Wide West seems like he ain't doing nothing. Um, What's the other guy now? I, 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 I want to hear about that. Yeah, man. You know, to keep to keep Giants in the, in the situation too. Giants every once in a while they'll they'll do something and they'll win out of nowhere. You know, so so the Giants have done that throughout the years. Right now they're in a rut, but um, you know they, they don't draft well. They haven't been drafting well. They don't want to spend money the right way. You know, what I'm saying but but um but that was never the case with James Dolan. James Dolan right. will spend his last dollar. He yo um during during that 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 two thousands era when we was bad dog shit for twenty years. We was bad. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? That motherfucker, he was in the red for 20 years. How 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 would you in the tax um um you know um tax hell, you know, paying paying the luxury tax for 20 years, you know what I'm saying, and, and say that he's a bad owner. Maybe he's stupid, 
you know, that's one thing. You know, he's wasting all that money and, and making all these bad decisions and stuff. But but you can't say that he wasn't trying. You know, it's not it's not like yo, we we, we was um like signing. Hey, let let's sign like like Simeon Russell to a to a to coach the Knicks. You know, you know, like somebody from YouTube is what I'm trying to say. You know, he he was signing the the top um coaches of all time. Lenny Wilkins, you know, <laughs> Larry Brown was here. You know, he he hired Phil Jackson. You know, like what you want to say. You know what you want to say? The the best names in the sport he was hiring, bro. You know, so you can't say that, that he wasn't like trying. So it, it's kind of bugged out, man. You know, so you know, I just, I just, no, I just trusted, don't. Yeah, he trusted a black man who was horrible at his job <laughs> seventeen years. Seventeen if years. Have, if you don't have a Caucasian man trust you like that, change don't trust me, Mills. I don't want to hear you. Yo, man. I don't want to hear you. Let's call it a spade a spade. <laughs> Let's call it a spade a spade. I don't want to hear about James Dolan being a bad owner. I yeah. don't want to hear about that. And I said that just to get the chuckle for the people who's listening to this in their headphones while they're walking away. Because I know they're going to chuckle for that comment. So yeah. I don't want to hear bad about James Dolan. I love that, man. Yeah, he was riding for Steve Mills, man. Yo, I, I could see, see the thing. Yo, man, we need to get rid of Steve. Nah, Steve is my friend, bro. You don't know him like I know him. You know, that's my guy, okay? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, so everybody needs somebody like that in their life, man. Definitely James Dolan's the one. Definitely, man. Absolutely. So. Shout out to Paris, too, man. Paris still throwing dollars at us, man. Jesus Christ, man. Paris, I'm about to start either. twerking in a second. You know, you keep throwing <laughs> dollars at me, bro. Twerking in this ball. <laughs> Golly. Oh, man. I appreciate you, man. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, but, you know, it, it, oh, this team, man, this team, the Knicks got to do so much better, man. This is, regardless, this is such a disappointing season. And, and thank you, Paris, man. We definitely try to, we definitely try to, so me and Dodd, we try to look at both sides of the point. I listen to a lot of other people's podcasts, and I hate listening to a podcast where for a straight hour, the dude talks about everything positive. Everything is just flowers. I'm from New York. We wake up every day, man. So how the Knicks is it? We ain't named no championship caliber team. Yeah, absolutely. You, you want to talk about movies and shit like that? Like, if you watch a, a New York-based movie, how many times do they say the F word? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In, in, in those movies, you know, it's like, F this, F that, the F, the F. Constantly saying the F word in, in New York City movies. So, I mean, you know, so so the podcast is going to be like, hey, guys, you know, this is a New York City podcast, uh, Dire Knicks podcast, uh, the state of New York Knicks, Dire State of Mine, uh, this is what we're doing here. Uh, the Knicks are really good, and they're playing really good basketball. You know, you just got to stick with it. And, you know, th that's not how we talk. We don't talk that way nah. at all. No. Nah. You know? And... I mean, if you want me to, you know, if you throw me another dollar, Parrish, I'll talk like that if you want. <laughs> so you think I'll win the damn championship. <laughs> but, yo, but um, shout-outs to um, Jay from Florida. Yeah, yo, shout-outs to Jay, man. Cool dude. Never met the dude. Feel like he's a cousin from another mother. One, one, of, one of my favorite followers on Twitter. Leon Rose is too conservative family. I agree with that. I don't like that about him. He never goes to the dice game. I said this to you, Dowd, a couple weeks ago. He never goes to the dice game with thinking about stopping bank. He wants to go to the dice game and call little $5 bets on the side. That's what Leon Rose <laughs> want to do. Year after year, he's never took the risk. The Warriors openly shot the pick, and they had 
to make LaMelo happen that year. Now, like I said, dog, the rumors can be true or they could be false. Either somebody was shopping a toothpick like the Warriors, which I do believe they, I think they really was shopping a toothpick. And the Knicks didn't want to cough up that many assets or the LaMelo ball stuff was just smoke. Yeah, so. yeah, that, that side bet with it. You know, I was laughing the last time, but I didn't really get to say nothing about it because because you, you was on fire at the moment. But yo, that that that's a funny analysis, man. If you ever played, if you ever played dice, man, depending on what kind of school, what's going on, sometimes sometimes it could get a little bit too rich. But then once it gets like that, and people start doing the side bets of two dollars and all that, it's like what the fuck? <laughs> I got a friend. He'll get mad with you if you call a little petty side bet. Like, for example, for the people who let's say hey, you never played dice on the block or whatever. You know, oh my God. dice, he, he on the block. So the bank is the bank $200, dog. So if my man comes, he like, y'all got 10. My other man looked at him like, yo, pick up your money. We ain't doing no ten dollar little cheap side bets, little petty bets. That's what Leo Rose is doing. You Yo, went forget to free agency. You rolled the one, two, three. You aced out. You give me Evan Fournier for seventy million. What is that? <laughs> uh, it's funny, man. Yeah, I, I, I seen I seen dudes get robbed at dice games for that, man. You put want to do a, a little side little bet, whatever. The, the, the pot is like five hundred dollars. You got a ten dollar bet on the side. Yo, give me that. And, and you know what? Give me the rest of the money you got in your pocket. You know what I'm saying? And, and your sneakers, man. Get yeah. out of here with that shit. You know? Give me all that. Matter of fact, man. damn. And so, son. And, and um, oh Sherman, oh Sherman's on fire. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he did. He came today. He was not with it right now man he is not with it um <laughs> so and it's funny because a lot of people just touching back on the james going subject real quick a lot of his enemies or people in the media is people he fired mm. so let's be clear about that so when he does stuff like he bans certain people from coming to nick um interviews and all that Guess what, people? I agree with James Dolan. New York media is annoying as hell. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Charles Oakley. Charles Oakley is a, is a you know, is a freaking bi, but I'm you know to, to keep it clean because my pops is watching. But you know, you know what I'm saying. You know, he's from Cleveland too, right? Isn't he from Cleveland? You know, so so Cleveland and LeBron. You know, what I'm saying so so you know Charles Oakley is is the OG. T- for LeBron, so LeBron gonna rock with him, and whoever rock with LeBron gonna rock with, you know, with that. So you know that that's what makes that smolder, you know. The um, Charles, yo, Charles keep talking about he have he gonna have a, a tell all book coming, man. I mean, like that dude, that dude is a sucker now, man. Charles yeah, Oakley's a sucker. Yeah. You know, I don't care about how many loose balls you dove for when you when you was a player, man. You a sucker at fifty something years old now, man. Yeah, big time. I had OG. He dad don't like Oakley. OG like. Hey man, Oakley talking all that shit. I'm him in the 1994 finals. He was running <laughs> away from the goddamn ball. Why ain't talking all that shit? <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Otis Thorpe. Otis Thorpe was busting his ass in the finals too, man. So it is, it is what it is. You know, sometimes you got to tell the whole story. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, yeah. my my kids got a, a got a higher vertical than Oakley ever had in his career. Man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
but uh, you know but that goes to show you like now i could kind of believe some of the things oakley said about patrick ewan like the whole high maintenance and all that that's understandable because patrick ewan he like they say like his type of leadership style was he was kind of quiet and he just showed it on the court um that was good leadership but it wasn't enough maybe you need another special player in there to to get the to get over the hump so that's what i'm scared about with this current Knicks team because once again i'm looking at last night's game and i'm like i don't see a guy out there i see rj aka green lantern i don't consider rj batman or robin i consider him green lantern i'm seeing green lantern produce but I don't see Batman or Robin out there. And yo, keep it a thousand, man. Tyrese Maxey, Cole Anthony, we got quickly and Deuce McBride. <laughs> it sounds bugged out. It sounds like like some weird ass Yu-Gi-Oh cards or something that oh, we picked up. God, you know? I don't know, man. I support I support y'all. I saw Earl and Clyde struggle a lot. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, so Mr. Parrish, you know, you're 59, you know. The Knicks drafted their first MVP. They drafted their young core. They drafted them. And you know this, OG. Didn't you draft Willis Weed? You, 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 I said Willis Weed. Willis Weed. <laughs> did you did you draft Willis Weed? <laughs> Willis Weed. <laughs> Willis Reed and Clyde. Yeah, drafted those two guys. Yeah. So we got RJ. Where's my next blue chip at? Could have had the mellow ball in. If we had Ant Man, I say we title contenders right now. And I'd have said, yo, trade the whole roster, get us one more guy. If we had Anthony Edwards right now. Yeah. So it, it's tough. It's tough, dog. It's tough. I don't. I don't want to be in the middle of the road, dog. Oh my god. Yeah. You know the the Knicks get so close, man. If you want to talk about draft picks, it's say, it's say when Melo was here, we drafted um KP, mm-hmm. you know, and all this. So um KP, you know, we, we should have built around. We should have um kept building around KP. We we messed up, you know, because time passed. We still fool around with Melo, and then now it's time to to pay. KP or whatever, and now you know he had to make a move because we weren't making moves around him and that type of thing. So I mean, we we had to we had to reset by trading KP. Now we back in the same position, you know. Now you know, still not doing the right, the right, you know, go, doing right by our our, our 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 guys on the roster. You know what I'm saying? Question: Does Carmelo Anthony leave if we draft Carl Anthony Towns? Hmm. You know, I don't know, man. You know, Carl Anthony Towns is just a better – he's just a better – like he, he has more skills than KP. You know, KP's the unicorn and stuff like that. But to this day, KP don't got no moves, man. He don't have no moves. You know, you, you put a point guard on him and, and then that you're good, you know? Yeah, you can't put a point guard on a cat. But Absolutely not. I, I said that to say um, Tim Hardaway Jr. can go to hell forever for making the game when it costed me Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> um, so during that rebuild with with Melo and Porzingis, 
yo, we didn't even have we didn't have two first round picks in two years. Porzingis was here, and low yeah. key, a lot of people really don't bring that up a lot. And then when we finally get a first round pick, guess who we picked? Frank, mother, we picked Jesus. Frank. See, Jesus. And, and- the Knicks messed up. I mean, well, that's Phil Jackson. You know, that's like a whole nother, another pie right there. But, but you know, it's relevant for now because, you know, the Knicks just made the wrong decision. You know, we, we had Melo in place. We had KP in place. Um, you, you have to draft. At this point, you got to draft best player available. You can't be drafting for, for you know, for, for the triangle. You know, it's like bugged out. You, you have to draft best player available. You got to keep the talent level up. You know, because you can't like rely on Melo because Melo's at the end of his career. You can't put all the um your bat your uh, eggs in that basket like Melo's gonna gonna um carry the team. You know, at, at his at his advanced age. You know, you got to start stacking the deck and thinking about how can we make this a super team. You know, um trade maybe even trade the pick or whatever to try to double down and give KP and Melo extra help. You know, they they didn't do none of that. You know, they they just made poor decisions. You know, in in that opportunity and that and that's just it just brings it back. That's that's what we do every single time that we do well, man. You know that um, we we just squander opportunities to do well. You know. Yeah, definitely. Oh, oh, G coming with the fire, I see, huh? Yeah, he coming off the fire. Yeah, I was gonna pull my titties out if he if he if he um if he gave another <laughs> super chat, my titties was coming straight out, man. So yeah, yeah. Um, I, I say this to you, OG. I believe in karma. I believe in fate. I believe in the higher power. I believe in Allah, God, Jesus, all I believe in all of that. I believe that there's a devil as well. So I believe it's God's plan. God's plan was to give us RJ Barrett. I don't want Zion. He's Majin Buu. (laughs) Every day, yo, every (laughs) time, y'all. I didn't mean to call him Majin Buu, but damn. Uh, well, yeah. if you if you like the if you know Dragon Ball, man, you know or whatever yeah, yeah, the fuck, I, I you, you get so. it, yeah. you get it. That's why I'm laughing, you know. So anyway, go ahead, go ahead. So so Zion is Majin Buu. He has yet to play a full season, and he the man has not shot a mid range jumper. That's scary for me, and he cannot defend, and he relies on athleticism. To get a lot of his baskets. Dog, I've seen that story before so many times. I've been watching basketball for 21 years. I am so good on that story. The the yeah. lat, the recent story of a player like that, Blake Griffin. Not really a good defender. Explosive. He's not as generational as Zion, but he gets explosive. Well, yeah. I'm good on Zion, brother. I'm good on John Moran. I'm good. I'm good. I, I take RJ every time. You don't break the timeline. Kang cannot break that timeline. I'm good. Yeah, man. <laughs> Can't, can't break the timeline, bro. Can't do you got to draft. You you have to draft Frank. You have to draft Knox in order to get Steve Mills booted. Yeah. And to draft RJ and get Randall in free agency. That's the way life goes. I don't want Porzingis on the max. It is what it is. Yeah. My, my, my pops um, just said um, bring um, KP back, right? So I mean, yo, after KP's off this contract, you know, him at center right now, what in our situation, that'd be ideal. <laughs> right? Imagine if we can get KP next year in the offseason. You know, of course we're not gonna pay him 30 close to 40, but like if you was to get KP for 17 million to play center for us, would you do that? (laughs) 
Yeah, he can shoot the three and he block shots, man. You know why that question hurt? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> uh, I got a headache now, man. It hurts because him and Randall could have been front court teammates. Mm. That's one. Two, it hurts because I wouldn't mind Porzingis coming back. Once you one of my draft picks, I could always find a little love for you somewhere in my big heart. I could find some love for you somewhere. You got a KP jersey in the crib? Nah, man. I threw that shit oh, okay. out. <laughs> I, yeah, I know a lot of people will be like, damn, I never got to wear that KP jersey, man. We traded him and shit. So if you get him back, it's like, yes, I get to wear my KP jersey. Oh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, yeah. So it, it's tough, man. It's tough. That, but that's a good question. Like, yo, what if Tim Hardaway Jr. doesn't make that three-pointer? What if we get the first overall pick in that Porzingis draft? And what if we get Carl Anthony Towns? Does Melo stay? And are we... You know, at the does Melo be like, wait, hold on now. I hold on. I kind of this kid giving me 25 and 11 off the humble. <laughs> so, yeah, he was doing that shit off the rip, you know. Um, um, cat, you know, what I'm saying, I mean, and cat is definitely a center. So, Melo would have been at the, at the power four where he should have been, you know, instead of having KP playing power four and all that stuff fooling around, you know, it maybe you know. You know, th- things happen for a reason, man. But like, if, if we if he was to get cat, you know, the way things played out would have been different. But you know, we had poor leadership, poor coaching, you know. So, you know, maybe 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 it would it would have just been all for nothing if that was the thing. But like like you said, all this stuff had to happen to get us here. Because I, I think we do have the right the right leadership. You know, right right yeah. now, you know, they they're sitting at the at, at um at the podium right now. They they have they have to do something. You know, so you know the the, the light is on them now. You know, the uh, Leon Rose, this is your team, whatever we're doing bad. What's what's your next move? You know, so spotlight's on them now, you know? Yeah, the spotlight is definitely on them. I, for me, it's just it's just this aspect. Okay, screw the whole almighty foreseed, blah, blah, blah. Like, screw the, tro- screw the trolling. Mm. You can't realistically tell me that you want to start Kimball Walker at point guard, but then you have RJ, who is 6'6", who is 21 years old, as your best perimeter defender in the starting five, really? That that yeah. really? And you don't even try to, you don't even try to get me a guy who fits the archetype of really just three and D. He's gonna move the ball. You you could have went and got me PJ Tucker and Patrick Beverly. You could have traded for Patrick Beverly. I, I would have been so I would have been so happy with free agency. I'd have been happy. Yeah, hindsight is always twenty twenty though, man. Yeah, man. Yo, um, yo, shout out to this man, Jaleel Okafor. He was supposed to have been, he was supposed to have been the next, the next great one. The way they were talking about Jaleel Okafor, what's Jaleel Okafor doing right now? Is he even um, in the league? I think he's playing overseas now. I, th- I just think, you know, the, the ever passed by him, yo. That's what it was. The ever passed by him. He was a strictly a back to the basket, um, center, and he never developed an outside shot. So and, and yo, imagine the feel what it took Jalil one. Yo, that's like taking Marvin Bagley over Luca. That might be worse. Yeah, I, I think I think that was the guy on um, Jalil. It was the Jalil sweet sweet states. If it wasn't Jalil, it would have been Cat. We missed out on both. Thank God, man. 
you know, but you know, if on let, let's let's say if on Philly picked KP instead, we would have had Jaleel Okafor, bro. Oof. Oof. You know, people were afraid to take um KP. Then the Knicks took him or whatever. But if Philly took him, you know, it wasn't afraid, then we would have been stuck with Jaleel. And then what what kind of what kind of position we will be in right now? You know, that's true. That's true. And shout out to my guy. Hey. Bro, it's it's never about. I always say the Knicks are two years away from being two years away, right? And shout out to my guy, Young Summer. Yo, appreciate you, Kane. It's always, yeah. I, I always say the Knicks are two years away from being two years away. Who's supposed to move the needle right now? Heck? Yeah, um, Tuck getting Tucker and Pat Bev wasn't moving the needle, but what was getting Fournier and Kemba moving the needle? You know, it, it, it's all about. Building the team, you're trying to build something, right? You're trying to build a culture, right? I've, I've said culture is not just winning. It's not about yeah. just winning, bro. Because if culture was just about winning, the Suns would have a horrible culture. Let's keep it a thousand. Yeah. They have a horrible culture, right? So don't tell me it's about just winning. Culture is about having talent. And winning with that said talent and hoping and praying to God that that said talent has the type of personality that people gravitates towards. Yeah. That's what I think culture is. You got to have, have all the culture you want. Yeah. You got to have an organization that stands for something too. You know, th- yes. this is what, this is what we, what we are. And this is what we, this is what we consistently want to do as a franchise. Shout out to San Antonio. They, you know, they the blueprint for that. You know, even even Boston, what what Boston was doing there for for a little while. I mean, when they had Doc Rivers and all that, you know, they was um they had a style, a play, a, a way they wanted to play. You know, just the the Celtic way. You know, the Lakers. You know, they you know they they just they just have they 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 do it the same way. They've been doing it um since Wilt Chamberlain and the logo was over there in the Lakers. They 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 they, they just build their franchise the same way. They've been doing it for um since the sixties. Philosophy. You know, so yeah. Philosophy. Lakers philosophy, we gonna go. Whoever's the number one pick in the draft, we gonna go get that guy if he's a big man after seven years. <laughs> yeah, and if we got fifty cent, we gonna put that in the pot. We gonna spend all our bread to get the best player out there, and it is what it is. And and, and what's crazy is your Eddie C. He had some good liquor and smoke last night, but he had some. He had some. Yo, it was so good. He made me forget the point I was about to say. <laughs> Wait, he's in um, he's in Costa Rica, man. So he got the the real stuff out there. Oh, <laughs> you know all right. that's why. That's why he'll say something like that. Yeah. <laughs> that explains everything. Yeah, he, he not even he just drinking it straight out the tree. You know, you know, you know what I'm saying? Drinking it straight, handy straight out the out the ground and shit. You know. But, but they, yo, you brought a. I got an interesting question. You know, last thing I and, and then we can get out of here. What the hell is the Knicks philosophy? We just said the Lakers philosophy, yo. We just, they always get the best big man available in like seven, eight years, every, every single time. The yeah. Knicks philosophy, back from what I've seen, is just me from afar. I'm 31, OG, you was 59, you older than me, you got. It. But the Knicks philosophy, when they was winning, was defense, playing hard. And if you want to bring current state into this, winning with their draft picks. That was their philosophy. 1970, yeah. they won a chip like that. 
Yo, shout out, shout out to Paris Drugger. Thank, thank you for contributing to the to the super chat today, man. I really appreciate it. Um, my pops is my pops is like what sixty five now, if I'm not mistaken. So you guys yeah. around the same era, Paris fifty nine, my pops sixty five. Um, one one thing that you, that you guys talk about is is the fact that the Knicks bold movement. You know, we we won we won those chips not because necessarily for the for the draft picks and whatever. The culture of winning, being able being able to uh, to be unselfish, moving the ball, pick and roll, you know, um, that type of thing, give and go, basic basketball stuff, moving the basketball and being a real team. So, um, uh, uh, you know, the defense, the defensive chance started with the Knicks in the '60s. You know, so you know everything everything that you said, you know, is is correct. It, it's it's the, tra- tra- the tradition. You know, uh, we've lost it, uh, you know, throughout throughout um, the, the years, whatever. But, you know, I, I'm, the, you know, my, my little speech here before we get out of here is that um, the, the people that know what's going on is us. You know, my pop's been around here since the 60s. You know, Parrish is 59 or whatever. You know, Eddie C, shout out to him. He, he doesn't even live in the country as a Knicks fan. You know, you, you, you've been, been a fan for 20-something years, me for, for 30 or whatever. Um, we, are, we are the ones that, that, that give, um, that we are the culture. You know, we know what Knicks basketball is all about. We've seen everything. We've seen it. This is the tradition that we pass on. People want to know how could you follow such a, a garbage team? It's not about that. It's so deeper than that, man. We we yeah. are the ones that give the they give you the oral history and the written history and now the visual podcast history of the of these Knicks. So the, the culture, we know what the culture is, man. So I mean they, they're trying to figure it out, they're trying to find it. I think this this current re- regime is close, you know, but um we, we need to get back to 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 what it is. We we are New York, you know, we we're in a Mecca for a reason. So we, we need to we need to bring it back to the essence. You know, you know what I'm saying? I think we're very close, bro. I think we're close. We are close. But I think you said this to me like two, I think it was like a month ago, two weeks ago. You said it to me recently. Knicks need some assholes on the team, man. <laughs> it needs to, they, this team is too nice for me, man. They're too nice. Uh, you got Kemba Walker, he's smiling, everything good. You got Alec Burks, he's getting in the interviews after the game. You know, he's talking so low. He don't he look like he don't want to talk every time he's in front of the camera. You got right. Julius Randle, he looks shocked every time you were just talking to him. They asking him questions. Well, how you think the Knicks are playing lately? Um, you know, we're gonna have to see when we look at the film. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> I don't I don't want to hear that. I want to hear anger. If Kobe, it, Kobe, yo, Kobe Bryant, God rest his soul. Yeah, man. He really babied this generation, our generation, with competitive spirit, bro. He really did, bro. I remember the night that man tore his Achilles. He tore his Achilles. I'm happy I was watching the game. It was on ESPN. He tore his Achilles against the upstart Warriors, the the baby Warriors. Yo, after the game, yo, Kobe's all the reporters in his face. Yo, he answered every question for an hour straight, tears with with his eyes watering. I'm like, yo, that right there, that's leadership. That right there, that's what I need. I, I like that right there. God gotta get deliver the next one of those. That's what that's what we need right there. Yeah, speaking 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 of that too, but when he when he came back to his last couple, you know, his um, you know, his his uh, swan song, whatever he was doing his mm-hmm. last games and stuff, mm-hmm. um, you know, they they had kids, you know, so I'm quite sure that there was a lot of you know, Julius Randle was a part of that, you know, you know, all the guys they had. You know, I bet you they was Lakers fans like, damn man, play the kids. Kobe was like, man, fuck them kids, man. <laughs> fuck them kids. I'm gonna shoot 40 shots tonight. I'm about to get 20 points. You know what I'm saying? For fuck development, these guys suck. You know, they need to get it together, and that's it. 
Nah, I ain't gonna lie though. You got you gotta like Kobe Rock, yo. Got, <laughs> he he's so he, he's so entrenched in your organization that you gotta let him rock. I remember Max Kellerman talking about how uh the Lakers paid Kobe Bryant too much. They paid him 20, 25 million a year. If Kobe was a Nick, Dolan would have gave him 50 million a year at 37 years old. You getting me? <laughs> yeah. We we already seen that story, man. Allen Houston, you know, Allen Houston, his contract was was equivalent to a fifty million dollar contract f- for today. <laughs> oh, you know, so we already been we've been there, done that already. Yeah, yeah real quick, I seen the Knicks signings each year, right from two thousand one. Yo, they made so in 04, I think what year did they sign? They did some bad moves. Oh my god! It, it was like a bad move at the bad move at the bad move. The Knicks also traded top five picks, and both of those picks turned. I think one pick turned into Lamarcus Aldridge, another pick turned into Joaquin Noah, who was too lit for New York, by the way. Um, Yo, stay, stay. Isaiah Thomas is watching, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yo, be careful what you say, man. You 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 you're treading some dangerous waters, man. Isaiah oh, Thomas man. is watching. Yeah, yeah shout out to Isaiah Thomas, man. Yo, yo, for those that don't know, Isaiah Thomas uh came for state on Twitter, man. You know, you want to talk about trolls? You know, like you you guys are going at him today. Isaiah Thomas himself, you know, went after state. <laughs> you know, for what his stakes, man. So yeah, he was, he was he was mad as hell too. I could tell. You can tell. Yeah, you, can young, you don't know shit. <laughs> you can tell he's there with his reading glasses and shit. Like, oh, this motherfucker ain't gonna do that. You don't know who I am. I say a uh, Thomas Chicago. <laughs> oh man. OG, with all due respect, I don't even want to talk about Mitch. I don't even want to talk. I don't, I don't want to talk about Mitch. Yo, people was glowing about Mitch getting 18 rebounds against a nobody. That's yeah, but how- it. Far this fan base is falling. <laughs> but you, know, you see the middle of the tweet, though. I mean, the the comment. He said, um, "Now Sims will play." OG, did you know Sims is on protocol too at the moment, or you forgot? Is he still on protocol? Yes. Taj Gibson is the only available center on the roster. Center. Damn. What roster. kind of what kind of COVID um Sims got man? Hope he hopefully he's all right. Nah, it's the it's the it's the rotation COVID. You know how that go. Let's, let's get Randall out of here for uh, a couple games. Let's see how the kids look. You know, you know one of those. You know, yeah, man. I, I bet you it's Kobe, man. I bet you Kobe's the one that's um that's doing that uh, from from up up above and stuff. Above, oh yeah, the, the basketball guys. Let's see, let's see how the Nick kids are with no Randall. <laughs> God, make God bless Kobe so, man. God yeah. bless his soul, man. I, Absolutely. I'm a, I'm a Nick fan, man. It's just certain players that you love. Yo, he was one of those players that I, I, I love Kobe so much. I legit got a Kobe painting on my wall in my crib. Yeah. I got a Kobe painting, and I just recently, well, I, I just recently ordered a Patrick Ewing. Don't kill me, but I got a Patrick Ewing, RJ Barrett painting on the way. <laughs> so hopefully they don't change my boy. <laughs> What did you say? You got yeah, I said exactly what you just heard. Oh my god, man! But yo, yo, shout out to um, shout out to Kobe, man. Yo, but yo, yo, he passed away and everything, man. So I had bought this shirt just before he passed away, man. This freaking oh, right that's here. Dope. That's dope. yeah. Sh- shout out to um, <laughs> let me get the name right. This is um, 
uh in my lifetime tea. Shout out to in my lifetime, man. I bought I bought this from his hands at, at um at um Clyde's wine and dine. Look at that. Oh, that's fire. Yeah, that's fire. I might have Shout to get that, that man. Money, man. With I mean, but <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I forgot what I was gonna say, man. But I mean, whatever. I, I, I had something, a point, but fuck it. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I guess, yeah. I guess we got, I guess we got into everything, man. Um, yeah, we always get into everything. Do we? When do we not get into everything? Hey, man, it's not, a lot of it's, it's a lot of narratives going on right now. I just wanted to stick to the important ones, man. I, I, at at the end of the day. We all just want to win. We criticize these players because we know y'all got to hear about these players. But we really want to get on the coach. But we know it's not firing Tiv season until next season. So we just try and wait on it. I'm just waiting on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to say fire Tibbs either. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a no. process to this thing, you know, yeah. stages to it. Yeah, well, on here, I'm not going to say fire Tibbs. On my Twitter, though, I'm going to say fire Tibbs all <laughs> damn time because he is. He'll coach a good game one night. No, he hasn't coached a good game to me in about a month. So, yeah, man, nah, you know, put up the screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Shout out to still Knicks fans too. Um, before we oh, get shout out, out to still Knicks fans, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, man. Um, Google Pod, Google Play, um, Stitcher, TuneIn, Apple Podcast, Amazon Alexa, uh, iHeart Radio. Y'all see us in here talking about the Knicks, man. It's the day after New Year's Eve. I was out yesterday until five in the morning. I wakes up today. I'm off about two hours of sleep. Still got to record my next. Appreciate y'all, man. <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. Salute. Yeah, salute is the word, man. Salute, salute, salute. Salute, 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 man. Dog, man, we definitely want to talk. Uh, I'll probably see you tomorrow, man, after the game, because the, 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 these next three games, man, we gotta we gotta hit the narratives early. <laughs> yeah. You already know, man. Knicks don't stop, man. All day, every day for the for us Knicks fans. Yes, sir. Oh, and appreciate your pops too, man. Shout out to um Eru Senior. I'm gonna call you Eru Senior, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, no doubt. All right, fellas. Peace. If you see these dogs in your front yard, just know upstairs I'm going hard.